can't remember how old I was, but I can remember where I was, what I was doing, and how I responded, if that makes sense. This is the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal, All Anal Podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr. Sebastian Starr. With your host, Sebastian Starr. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Starr, and today I will be analyzing the music video and lyrics to the song All For You by Janet Jackson. Now, I want to start off with the music video, and I want to start off by saying how if... I had turned out maybe any other way sexuality-wise that this kind of would have played a role into that. And I'll explain what I mean in a minute, but it kind of had maybe an opposite effect. What I will say is that I think this video, I think this video contributed a lot to the overall aesthetic that I ended up adapting at some point in the near future. And then, of course, this very much nonchalant outlook on life, which is contributed by other things as well. But this is definitely one of the things that kind of made me see the bigger picture. So from the very tippity top, I can't remember how old I was, but I can remember where I was and what I was doing. It was a family trip to one of my great aunt's houses in Atlanta. And this was one of those family trips that's like everybody's coming. So it's like all the cousins, all the uncles, all the aunties, et cetera. And, you know, all the kids primarily kind of slept in one general area. And this area in particular was like the den of the house. It was like on the lower level of the two or three level home. And the backyard led right into, a, you know, a shrub of woods and a creek and things like that. And it was like five o'clock in the morning. And this was when MTV and VH1 and BET had those like three to five hour music video blocks that just played from like... 3 a.m. till 8 a.m. or whatever the case may be. And it was very, very early. I was the only one awake. And I remember the video for this song playing. And my memory of it was so vivid from the sound of her voice when the when the music started playing to when she started singing to, you know, what they were doing to even what they were wearing. But after re-watching it, um, there was so much of that memories that was blurred And maybe not as accurate as I can recall, but it was the overall melody of the song, the high anticipation energy of it all, how quick paced everything was. Everything was moving very quickly and reanalyzing the video. There was this very, what is the word, animated aesthetic to it. And I'm explaining that what I mean in just a second. So fast forward a couple of weeks, vacation's over, we're back at home. And I'm trying to explain to my parents, um, I seen this video. I seen this music video. I don't know who the artist is, but I really like the song. And I'd really like to have the CD. This is when we bought CDs. And of course, my parents were like, okay, okay, well, well, what was the song? And I was like, ugh, I don't know. And they were like, okay, well, who sung it? Ugh, I don't know. Because I was very, 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 very young. So I couldn't read. I wasn't paying attention to the little like notice in the corner of every music video when it plays before and after, you know, because they usually have the name of the artist, the song, the album, the record label, etc. I wasn't paying attention to none of that. And they were like, okay, well, how does the song go? Now, this is where I may have been young, but I was smart enough to lie due to embarrassment. I'm singing the song in my head. I'm humming the melody in my head, but I'm embarrassed that they're either not going to know what it is, that I'm singing it wrong, 
or that they're just going to laugh at me for, for how I was, you know, I didn't want to be laughed at. So I lied and said I didn't know how the song went. But if I heard it again, I would let them know. And they said, okay. Fast forward a couple of months after that, we're at home. The video plays again. I said, oh, that's it. That's the song that I was trying to tell y'all about. And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, remember we went to visit in Atlanta and I was trying to tell you about that. So I'm a child. I'm like a child, child. This is like early 2000s version of myself being able to communicate this in the worst way possible but my mother understood she didn't give me that particular cd but she just kept in mind oh okay janet jackson you like janet jackson okay cool fast forward a couple of years and this was when that horrid scandal quote unquote hit the airways with the super bowl thing and i remember being there on that day it was a Super Bowl party at my uncle's house, and she called me. I was in the back in the room playing with kids, you know, because that's what kids did whenever they got together. And she called me in there where they were, and I was, she was like, look, 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 who's on the TV? And I was like, oh. And she was like, yeah, you love Jenna Jackson. She loves Jenna Jackson. She loves this. She's going to love this. And I don't remember the wardrobe malfunction being a big deal. It either went over. I remember watching the show. I remember seeing her on stage. I remember seeing all of the fireworks and and all the pyrotechnics going off and everyone's cheering. And I remember all of that. I don't remember the wardrobe malfunction incident, but that's beside the point. The point is, is this was one of the first artists that I discovered by myself that I stuck with for a very long time. Because after that, that was pretty much because my mother knew, okay, this is who you like to listen to. And she allowed me to listen to it. And she even bought me a few CDs after that. So this was just one of the first artists that, like I said, I, I was drawn to by myself. Like no one sat me down in that den at my great aunt's house and showed me that video and said, oh, you'll probably love this. No, it was just playing. I was watching it and I liked it. Now, if we're going to get into what it was that I saw that I was uh, infatuated with, then that's a completely different story. But let's go ahead and dive into it. So the video starts with her on a train. And again, it has this very animated, cartoony aesthetic. Everything looks like it's made out of paper. Everything is like two-dimensional and like cardboard cutouts, right? She's on the train. She starts singing. She looks across from her. <laughs> she looks across from her and she sees this guy reading a book. I didn't get the name of the book. I wasn't really paying attention to the name of the book. I was really paying attention to the guy and how he was looking at her. So they're on the train. She looks at him. He looks at her. They smile shyly and she gets off the train. They're in Venice, right? As she gets off the train, a couple more of her homies get off the train. <laughs> a couple more of her homies get off the train and they immediately go into this choreographed dance that I swear they do about seven more times. <laughs> it's the same damn dance moves. Every single, it is not like it's just for the chorus, but it's the same dance throughout the choruses, throughout the verse. I promise you, I don't have a reason to lie. And nothing wrong, because I'm pretty sure she choreographed this entire dance number herself, but they kept doing it over and over and over again. And after a while, it's just like, okay, are you going to do something else? Like, and so her first her and her two homies get off of the same train. And then another train comes and about five more of her homies get off. 
They all dance and she's singing. And the thing that kind of made me uncomfortable re-watching this video was there was a lot of very close-up shots of her face where she's not really moving her body too much. It's just a lot of hand gestures and a lot of smiling. Like, it's like her face is stuck in that upward smile position. And it is just so, it's not cringy, but it's just like, damn, that's a lot of in-your-face shots with, with the with the close-ups. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Like, that would make me uncomfortable. So I can only imagine how she was feeling. And because you know when they're recording it, she has to do that the whole song. Just that swaying back and forth bullshit and those random hand gestures and tossing her head. Like she has to do that for the entire duration of the song. And it's a lot of up close and personal shots of her face. So she had to do that about maybe four, five, six times, probably, because she had to change outfits. And it's just damn. So they finish the little choreographed dance. The, the the homies and her leave out the train station onto Venice Beach. And for some reason, it's it's one thing to like have a wardrobe change. They're not wearing any shoes during the second verse of this song in the music video. Like they're barefoot. And they're still doing the same damn dances that they were doing in the train station in front of like the beach. They're like on the beach on like the walkways and stuff, which I guess you can argue they're at the beach now. So they don't need shoes, but it's like y'all had to walk to get here. So why aren't you wearing any shoes? And then <laughs> then there was a nigga in the car. They had they kept having people walk across from them, which I thought that was rude. I thought... If you if you want us to focus as the audience, if you want us to focus on the dancing, on the choreography, then don't have nobody cross in front ruining our field of vision. But they had, you know, a guy or two, a couple. It was this nigga in a red car bobbing his head to the music. He was bobbing his head to the music they were dancing to, and that made me laugh. So... Again, she sees the guy from the train at the beach. She's like suntanning and putting on lotion. And they see each other again. Once again, the shy smile. And Janet Jackson is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But it's just, y'all are all up in her face with that camera. And that just would have made me so fucking uncomfortable. So, okay. So fast forward, we are at the third verse or the final dance. And this is the only time that the dance changes even a little bit. And that, and this is the part that I remember very vividly as a child watching this video for the first time. I don't know what it was about that one-sleeved jacket, but that was always very, very weird to me. I always thought, and I can remember that jacket because I thought she had on a full jacket, but she just had a one arm in and the other half of her jacket was just dangling off her back. No, the jacket is designed to look like half of a jacket. And then it's like a pin button to attach the sleeveless side around her arm that's exposed and then clip like around her torso. And that is the weirdest fucking idea for a piece of clothing. Like I always thought that was strange. And then of course, there's a, there's a part during the dance where she, like, embraces her boobs. Like, she grabs them and pushes them in and does some more weird stuff with her arms. I always thought that was weird. That always made me uncomfortable. I guess because at the time I didn't have boobs. So I wasn't drawn to that area of her body until she made it apparent. And I was just like, okay, that was weird. And it just made me uncomfortable. But 
it was the dance sequence. And then, of course, the music, how it changed up. It gets a little higher. It gets a little wonkier and wackier with the noise. There's a lot of weird bells and whistles that go off at this point. And they're dancing in response to those sounds. And it's still her and, like, her ten homies. And one of them looks like Tim Curry from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> And they only showed this dancer for a split second, but that's exactly who they look like. And it's just like, bro, what in the hell is going on? And of course, as the song ends, all of her homies disappeared. They just they just pan out, leaving her in the middle of the street of this paper town. And she looks across the street at a restaurant, and there's that guy again. And all they do is smile at each other. He's looking at her like, oh, yeah, that's the girl from the thing. And then she just walks away in the opposite direction. So my thing is, if I was the guy, I would have been like, okay, this is my third time seeing you in like a day. Because we rode the train here. We were both on the beach and now we're both at this restaurant. Are you following me? Or is this a coincidence? And then she just leaves. She doesn't say a word. She just dips off. And I'm just like, okay. So as a child, this seemed very whimsical and fun and energetic and exciting. And it was a lot of light sounds and it was very visually pleasing. As an adult, it's still, it's entertaining. I'm not going to go as far as say that it's visually pleasing, but it's very entertaining. But just picking apart all of the little things is just like, bro, what the fuck is happening? But you also have to keep in mind that this was the late 90s, early 2000s. Things were completely different back then as far as style, as far as sound, as far as presentation, representation, things like that. You just got to accommodate the best of your abilities. Is the best way that I could possibly put this. This is the All Anal Podcast with Sebastian Starr. So the lyrics to this wonderful, amazing, stupendous, miraculous song. Intro. Which this is when she's on the train and at the very end of the song, she'll say this. She says, all my girls at the party, look at that body, shaking that thing like you never did see. Got a nice package, all right. Guess I'm going to have to write it tonight. And then she repeats that. And it's like, oh, okay. Which I, I don't know why I didn't know until now what was being said. But I'm flabbergasted. Because I wasn't expecting that to be what was being said. But I digress. The chorus goes, it's all for you if you really want it. It's all for you if you say you need it. It's all for you if you got to have it. It's all for you if you make a move. It's all for you. So basically, here I am. I'm right here. I got it. I'm flaunting it. I'm doing what I want to do with it. And I want to give it to you, but you got to let me know that you want it too. Because if not, it's just going to be here, you know, doing its thing type thing. Basically, closed mouths don't get fed. If you want it, say something. I'm going to let you have it, but you got to let me know. You know, consent, consensual type shit. The first verse, I see you staring out the corner of my eye. You seem uneasy, want to approach me, throw me a line. But then something inside you grabs you, says, who am I? I know exactly because it happens with all the guys. So I'm pretty intimidating, not in a bad way, but in a um, you're out of my league kind of way. It happens all the time whenever I'm into a guy and I want him to make the first move 
because I just want to see if he's bold enough to do it because that's what I'm attracted to. They usually talk themselves out of it about halfway through. They get nervous. They get, you know, insecure. They start to feel like they're not good enough, whatever the case may be. Something in them is being like, nah, 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 let me step back because, you know, she might not want to be approached like that. She might not even want, she might not even be into me for real, for real. But it's like, you never know unless you try, right? And then we go into the pre-chorus. So you, so what you're going to do? Come on and talk to me. Promise you, I won't even have an attitude. I'll let you sit right next to me. Join, join the list with these other fools. That ain't the way to be. Yes, it's cool. Yes, I'm in the mood. Intimidation's got that mind. So basically summing up what I just said. So here we are right now, face to face. We got the, we on the same level. I'm waiting on you to tell me that you want me just like I want you. I'm not going nowhere. You're not going to make me uncomfortable. You're not going to scare me away. I'm not going to be like, uh, not now. Get out of my face. You bozo. You clown. You this, you that, whatever. No, I'm going to actually invite you to come by and hang out with me, to sit down and have a conversation with me, to talk one-on-one, to get to know me, to get into my world and feel my vibes out, make sure that it's really, you know, on the same level. You know what I'm saying? Don't be too intimidated because you have no idea how I'm going to respond. You have no idea what I'm going to say. You have no idea what I'm going to do, but I am going to reassure you that whatever my responses are to how you're coming at me, are going to be nothing but positive. Why? Because I want you just as badly as you want me. But you have to show me that you want me as bad as I want you. Because I'm already right here. I'm in your face with the shit. I'm flaunting it. I'm dancing for you. I'm singing for you. I'm trying to entertain you, make you smile, make you laugh. I'm trying to steal your attention. So once now I have your attention, so you need to respond. You need to react. You need to come at me and tell me something So that I know that we're on the same page. And it's that thing where it's like, oh, women need to be more clear about what they want. She can't be no clearer. I'm right here. I'm in your face. I'm all of this shit. Everything that I'm doing is for you. It's all for you, right? Everything that I'm doing is for you. Now you got to come at me direct. You got to come at me straightforward. You got to come at me square. You got to come at me like I'm coming at you. Let me know that we're on the same page so we can keep it pushing. Ain't no, ain't no, it's not complicated. It's not complicated. It's right there in your face. Just come on. So the chorus goes in. We go into verse two. Can't be afraid or keep me waiting for too long. Before you know it, I'll be out of here. Yeah, I'll be gone. Don't try to be all clever, cute, or even sly. Don't have to work that hard. Just be yourself and let that be your guide. Now, the pre-chorus and the chorus repeats, and that's pretty much the end of the song because it's just the choruses at that point. But let's really, really pay attention to what she's saying. She says, can't be afraid or keep me waiting for too long. Before you know it, I'll be going. Yeah, I'll be gone. Don't try to be all clever, cute, or even sly. Don't have to work that hard. Just be yourself and let that be your guide. So basically, look, I picked you for a reason. 
Okay. I was attracted to you for my own personal reasons. I've, like I said before, I've dealt with these other clowns. I've dealt with these other fools. I've dealt with these other rejects who thought they were bigger and better and badder than the ones that came before him. But the reality is they're all the same. You, there's something with you or about you that's a little bit different. So I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm flaunting. I'm dancing. I'm doing everything I can to get your attention because I want you, right? You, all you have to do is tell me that you want me just like I want you. You don't have to come at me with no douchebag assholery. You ain't got to be jerked out. You ain't got to do too much. You don't have to try too hard. Just walk up and, and say something. But at the same time, I understand that you may be a little intimidated because of how you're feeling mentally or emotionally or spiritually or whatever the case may be. But if you take too long to respond, if you just keep me out here waiting, I'm going to assume that you don't want anything to do with me and I'm going to keep it pushing. I'm not going to sit out here all night waiting for you to make your mind up whether or not you're going to talk to me. You're either going to talk to me or you're not. Period, point blank. You're either going to talk to me or you're not. And if you're not, I'm going to dip out. I'm going to be a little devastated. Sure. It's going to be a little disappointing. Yeah. But I'm not going to keep wasting my time with someone that I think is not interested. And that's beautiful. Like, because it's basically like, look, I know that I'm the shit. I know that I'm a fly piece of ass. I know that I'm all of this in a bag of chips. You know, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to boost my ego. I already know this. And I want you. And you know what I know about me, but that is enough for you to be like, oh man, there's no way. There's no way. I can't go over there and talk to her. I can't do that. Yes, the fuck you can. I am telling you, I would not be out here doing this shit if I didn't think that you could. So don't tell yourself that you can't. I'm making it obvious that yes, the fuck you can. You just have to do it. You got to be a man and take that first initial step. Let me know that you're not intimidated, that you're not afraid, that you're not doubtful, that you got that confidence, that you got that bravery, that you got that mindset of, I can go up there and talk to her, but you ain't got to, don't do it for your boys. Don't do it for the audience, for the niggas watching. Do it because you actually want to talk to me because you actually want to take the initiative and see what I'm all about. Because that's what I'm trying to do. It's just, I got my ways of doing it as a female. You got your ways of doing it as a man. And that's what I want to see. Pretty solid song. Pretty straightforward to the point. And with those lyrics, the music is very, like I said, it's, it's upbeat. It's poppy. It's energetic. It's colorful. It's bright. It's fast paced and moving quickly. And she sings in a falsetto a majority of the time in this song. So it's kind of hard to understand what's being said. But I think once you cut down just what's going on and what she's trying to do, it makes the music video make a little bit more sense. And the song itself is, is a hit for sure. That was All For You by Janet Jackson. The introductory to that artist for me, like I said, I was a very, very young child watching the video for the first time. And of course, that was the closed-minded, ignorant, childlike mindset before the analytical mindset came into play. But now I have such a greater appreciation for not only the song, but the music video, as silly as I think the music video may be. There is so much more there to appreciate. 
That was All For You by Janet Jackson. Be sure to check out that music video if you haven't seen it. And if you take away the seriousness of it, it's actually kind of funny. So that was my two cents. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I always, always, always appreciate it. And until next time, I will speak to you all later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr.